Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details entered the mountains it had been frequently heard and its causes witnessed by the party on each occasion hurry francis hurry cried lady vane as she seized the lasso to which her husband clung and assisted by some of the others pulled him clean up the remaining face chorlo coquette and el toro acting likewise by pignon as they grasped the summit willing hands seized them and drew them into safety but as they did so the booming noise grew louder. It was a great rushing sound. "'Follow me for your lives!' shouted Topsy as she darted back and hurried across the fallen trees and wreck created by the late avalanche. And the others were quick to obey, save Pignon, Blancha, and Graviel. "'Annie Wee!' groaned the former as he peered into the crater mouth at the base of which the young queen stood alone. "'Sweet prairie flower!' Pignon will not leave thee. But El Toro and Sir Francis had hurried back, and this latter, seizing the Indian from behind, swung him over his shoulders, and in spite of his struggles, bore him from the spot, El Toro doing likewise by Blancha. Then Graviel, turning, beheld the measure of his danger in the great avalanche rushing towards him. He did not fly, however, but seized the lassos and swung himself into the yawning mouth once more, letting himself down hand over hand with wonderful rapidity. The brave lad expected death. At least, thought he, I will die by my queen. The roar and turmoil increased above his head. A fierce rush dinned his ears. He heard a splash below him, then another and another, as he hung in mid-air against the smooth face of the rock which he was descending. The crashing of trees resounded, and a mass of hard snow struck him on the head. But it did not stun him immediately, though sparks flew in his eyes and his head reeled round like a spinning wheel. He had sufficient sense left to double-notch the lasso around his wrist and grasp it tightly with the other. Then consciousness left him, and he remembered no more. When he came to, the hot air of a tropical day was blowing in his face, but he hung no longer suspended over the dark lake with the hissing avalanche above him and destruction at hand. He was lying on soft, mossy ground with shady trees above his head, and by him knelt Blancha pouring cold water upon his forehead. The scene had assuredly changed. Back across his mind rushed the lately occurring events, and he groaned with horror. The queen, he cried, starting up and staring at Blancha. 
Where is the queen? Safe, Graviel, answered the Indian girl, smiling. She is saved, and moreover, she saved you at the risk of her own fair life. Did she not brave the falling avalanche and mount the rocks to your rescue as you hung suspended by the wrist? She reached you just in time, for the coil was rapidly loosing itself, and in a few moments you would have fallen below. There she supported you until the avalanche had passed and we were able to come to your assistance. Then she made the lasso fast under your shoulders, and we drew you up next her, the brave young queen." Did she not say she would be the last to leave the cave, and did she not speak well and keep her word? Blancha has spoken. The girl's eyes filled with tears as she spoke. If Graviel had died, the light of life would have left her heart, and darkness would have crept in to take its place. She loved Graviel and knew it. Therefore, her heart beat with a profound gratitude to Aniwi for saving the handsome youth from the jaws of death. "'But where are they?' inquired the young Indian. "'How is it that you and I are alone, Blancha?' "'The white caciques, Pignon, and the queen "'are busy drawing up the rifles and firepowder from the raft. "'They wish to hasten from this spot, "'and they left me to watch beside you, Graviel,' answered the girl. "'I am well, I am well,' he muttered hastily, "'with a troubled and half-ashamed look. "'Saved by the queen, you say, Blancha, "'and at the risk of her life?' "'Did not Blancha say so?' she replied in a low voice, and just a shade of envy therein. It would have made her happy indeed to have acted as Annie Wee had done. Graviel hardly heeded her, however, for he had caught the distant sound of voices lower down and started at once to gain the spot whence they came. But he had miscalculated his strength, for dizziness gathered across his eyes as he did so, and he tottered forward.' He would assuredly have fallen with force to the ground had not Blancha sprung forward and supported him. "'Lean on Blancha,' she said gently, "'and we will walk slowly to where the queen is. "'Graviel, you were hard hit, and the mists have not yet passed from your brain. "'Lean on Blancha.' She put her arm round his waist, and he laid his right hand heavily on her shoulder, and in this wise they descended a steep slope until they came upon the whole party standing on the edge of the cliffs which overlooked the river, just at the mouth of the great gold mine of ore. Then Graviel started forward and threw himself at Aniwi's feet. "'Didst not thou, great queen, risk thy life for Graviel?' he cried gratefully. "'And shall Graviel ever forget it?' "'It was nothing,' answered Aniwi quietly, as she motioned him to rise. "'I dared to save you.' simply what you dared in order to die beside your queen but the great gualucho was merciful and we are both safe at this moment the head and shoulders of harry appeared on the ledge of the cliff he had been let down its face to the raft in order to send aloft the things packed thereon and was now on the point of being safely drawn up himself the heat was stifling and his face was very red "'I am hot, and no mistake,' he exclaimed as he regained his feet. As he spoke, the earth began to tremble once more under the feet of everyone who, instinctively, rushing back from the edge of the precipice, threw themselves upon the ground. Almost immediately afterwards a heavy fall of rock resounded, followed by a tremendous crash, a rush, and a dull thud. 
the ground rippled yet a while and then grew still. Sir Francis and Topsy were the first to rise, and they beheld a strange sight indeed. A great landslip had taken place, and that which had but a moment before been a wide-stretching cave full of gold was now a confused heap of rocks and earth and uprooted trees lying pell-mell on the top of each other and completely filling up the crater mouth of the wonderful mine. The raft had disappeared, and in its place a heap of earth, some twenty feet high by forty long, rose from out the river, entirely hiding the entrance. Wreck and ruin had indeed fallen above the vast store of gold. "'Merciful providence!' exclaimed Sir Francis as he gazed on the scene with deep awe. "'Had it not been for thy almighty mercy, the great gold mine of ore would have been our grave and sepulchre. "'My children,' he continued, in a voice which trembled with feeling, "'let us thank God from the bottom of our hearts for this almost miraculous deliverance.' So this was the end of the mine of wealth which had lured James Outram to destruction, in which Miriam Vane and her child had met their death, and in which, nearly seventy years later, Sir Harry Vane had died. There, beneath those rocks, piled high above each other, slept the Trauco Queen, and as Harry and Topsy looked on the old familiar scene, now so distorted, and thanked God for their strange deliverance, they could not help shuddering as they thought how near to hers had been their fate likewise. End of chapter 28